Okay, 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 okay. I know what you're thinking. Where the heck have I been? Y'all, let us join in today's episode so I can fill you guys in. Cue the music! Welcome to Sister Empire. Today is July 26th, D-Day, the day we have been waiting for, the day that we've been preparing for, the day that I've been praying for, man oh man. But before then, I've been MIA for the past two weeks um, because I was struggling, y'all. Can I tell you that before I talk about today? Um, I've, I've been struggling. Um, I've been having a really hard time just managing my stress. I feel like I became... A different person in the sense that I'm not usually an angry person. Anybody who really knows me knows that I'm pretty chipper most of the time. I'm those people that wakes up and is like, good morning, world. How are you? I'm great. How are you? And for the past two weeks, besides the fact that I was worried about today's appointment, besides all of that, I just have been a very bitter soul. And I was just like, praying like god this isn't who i am but i just felt like i couldn't catch a break and um and i've read something on instagram or something i don't know somewhere that says like right before the end of your breakthrough is the toughest part and i feel like a hundred percent that's been me the past two weeks i feel like these two weeks have really took everything out of me there was one day i literally sat on the beach for hours Possibly with a little less sunscreen than I should have. But I just couldn't catch a break. Like, I was literally at the beach crying by myself. Mad at my husband. Mad at the world. Mad at God. And I feel like, can we be transparent for a moment? How many times in our life haven't we been mad at the Lord? And I feel like we're not honest with God. I totally am. I feel like I'm more honest than I would like to be with God. (laughs) Like, sometimes I'm like, why did I just tell the Lord that? But literally that day on the beach, I'm like, you make no sense. And I don't like it. Literally. Like, I was just mad. And I sat there burning in this sun because y'all know it's been hot lately. And I just sat there mad. I said, I'm not going to record because I have nothing good to say. I am not going to spill out this bitterness into the world. Because who knows what I would have came up here on this podcast talking about. I probably would have been talking about something I should have been talking about. I probably, I was just emotional. And I feel like that's a word for somebody. Like, you need to know when you're not okay and when to retreat. Even though, like, I took myself out of most situations. um, I didn't really bring myself in with time. I think, I feel like I let certain people in my circle know, Um, but I knew that I wasn't healthy enough or I didn't have anything to pour out um, that would have benefited you guys' life, except that y'all would have listened to this podcast and been like, yo, Stephanie kind of needs a minute. But here I am, brand new. I know you're probably wondering what happened at my appointment today, what's going on? And I went to my appointment today where I was supposed to be 165 pounds. Let me tell you, sis, that I was not 100. (laughs) Okay, I was not 165 pounds. The lowest I weighed is 178. For whatever reason, your girl weighed in at 183 today. Um, It is my period week. This is the week that I am menstruating. 
sorry for my fellas if y'all listening uh, right now but it's it's the truth it's what happened i waited now 183 and i thought the doctor was super gonna be on my case but my doctor if you guys remember from episode two i believe my doctor was like my arch nemesis like me and her we were just like no but then we became besties but for whatever reason days leading up to this appointment i still remembered her in my head as uh as my arch nemesis like you guys ever seen like that little like ugly red emoji with the red scary face it looks like a chamuco that's that's the face that i i remembered her as in my brain um but what i really encountered was someone who was who still gave it gave it to me straight she still told me the truth about everything but behind that harsh persona was some it was love she was proud of me she was proud of you know the victories that i have done because even though on her end, because of my appointment today and, you know, body weight, water weight, whatever, whatever, it didn't show what my lowest weight has been throughout the season. Even though I was, like, shy, you know, 13 pounds or whatever, however much it was, um, she still was so proud of me. Um, she encouraged me so much. She gave me so much hope for the future. And believe it or not, she spoke life into me today. Because I was kind of going, expecting the worst, you know, expecting like, oh, well, you know, 178, as I thought. 178 isn't 165, you know, la da 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 But in reality, it was like, girl, you did it. You took what I said, and even though it hurt, her, it hurt your feelings, because, of course, I told her it hurt my feelings. Even though it hurt your feelings, you know, you did it. You, you stuck to it, and you did it. And I was just telling her, I'm like, I didn't, I did it, but I didn't necessarily feel great doing it. But like I said in that episode, because I don't know which episode it is right now, I just let my discipline take me through. And I feel like as I went through this process, I learned so much. I don't feel like I'm done, but I feel like I'm definitely in a different space, right? But as I went through this process, I learned so much about myself, and I learned so much about really God's hand over my life. Like... To be honest with y'all, as you guys may know, if you struggle with PCOS or something of that sort, getting on birth control is, like, a big no-no. I've said this before. Like, in the PCOS community, getting on birth control is no. And for me, it was just a safe heaven. Like, it was a break. It gave my body a break. It let me focus on other things versus whether I'm having a cycle this month or not. And I want to reiterate, because I do believe I spoke about this before, but I do want to reiterate, y'all, sometimes your process is going to be unconventional. Like, the Lord, at the end of the day, is the one that controls our steps. And sometimes we're going to do things that it's not the normal or traditional way that things can, that people do things. I did a keto diet. Some people say that keto is bad, that women with PCOS shouldn't have dairy, whatever, whatever. I lost the majority of my weight because I committed to a keto diet for over two months. And I think we just kind of need to stop putting no's because of what somebody else experienced and experience things for ourselves and then allow us to say no if that didn't work out. Let me try a different route. I think the word is that your lane is your lane. Like, no one can run your race. No one can do what you do the way that you do it. And that's with everything. Obviously, here, we're talking about fertility and podcasts and all of this and all that. But stay in your lane is the word of the Lord. If the Lord has put you in a path, 
like on Sunday we learned from my pastor, the Lord will finish the good work that he started. Stay in your lane. Some people may not like it. You know how many times people say, Stephanie, don't get vaccinated. Vaccination causes infertility. That's a lie of the devil. You know who opened and closes the womb? The Lord. Get vaccinated, sis, because COVID's still out here trying to get people. But that's my personal views. I feel like the Lord is our protector, our forefront, right? Of course, we got to be smart. We got to be diligent with what we do. But we also need to remember who it is that controls the way, who it is that controls our path, and who is it the one that goes before us. Because if we start listening and entertaining to the chatter, we're going to get stagnant. We're going to feel like, I can't take this because this causes that. I can't do this diet because whatever. And then before you know it, it's two years later, and we're either more weight or more unhappy than we originally started. I think, I think it's so important for us to just really evaluate where we are, right? Like, I know in the beginning, we kind of did all of this with our challenges. But more than anything, now that I feel like almost like a page has turned in my life, where I feel encouraged, where I feel like the best is yet to come, in the middle, in the middle of turmoil, nothing has changed. Literally nothing from yesterday to today has changed, except I'm a little bit more bloated today than I was yesterday. But I... I feel like because I was faithful in the hard time, I, I will reap when it's time for harvest. And I feel like sometimes we get discouraged of sowing, right? When you're out trying to grow some crops, you're out in the sun. You don't necessarily have the corn, the rice, everything that you have at that moment. You're, all you are is thirsty, dirty, sweaty, musty <laughs> and you just been working you don't know what where the crops are coming from you don't know what they'll do but later on in the months you start to see the crops and after you have your crops after you pick your corn and you're having that meal then peace comes it doesn't mean that there's not going to be another season where you have to go sowing again right where you have to go back in the field and putting in work but i'm saying that once you reach the end and you see the fruitfulness of the effort you have put in I think that's a moment where you kind of flood with peace and in Isaiah 66 12 it says for thus says the Lord behold I will extend peace to her like a river and I just embrace that so much because I feel like especially with the past two weeks that I've had the last thing I had was peace. Like, I just, like I told you guys in the beginning, I I just was not okay. Like, there's really no other way to put it except that I was not okay. Like, I was a walking not okay. And it's hard for us to say when we're struggling, right, because we're women of faith and this and that, that and this. But the reality is that we go through season. And it's important for us to be transparent in those seasons because or else some people can't read your mind. People people can't read when you're going through something. I think it takes uh, dying to self to say, hey, I'm struggling in this area or another. But I also it takes also it takes for us to be vulnerable, right? Like we want we need to be vulnerable with one another. Like my best friends, they know all about me ranting, like I was just not okay. They told me every scripture in the world in the world, I was not trying to hear it. I'm just like, whatever, God hates me. 
and I was supposed to be his favorite child, and now I'm not, and I don't even know what I did because I didn't choose none of this. He gave all of this to me, and he told me to deal with it, and I don't feel like dealing with it anymore. But little did I know that on July 26th, I was going to have peace like river. And I think it's something important because I don't know what stage in life you are right now. I don't know exactly what you're going through right now. To be honest, people only tell you what they want, what you want to hear. Or if it's something, it's something very superficial and it's a form of a joke or anything. But these past six months have been challenging, to say the least. It's been something that um, was out of my comfort zone. It was something that really made me get on my knees and pray to the Lord. And more than anything, it was just like, God is so good. Because there were moments where I really doubted, y'all. Like, I came, on, I come on here and I do believe what I say, right? Like, I'm not hypocritical. I don't come and say this and then go do nothing else. I do believe what I say. But there are some moments, like in your midnight hours... That you're just like, yo, what actually is going on? Like, what the heck is happening in the sanctuary right now? And the sanctuary is anywhere you go. You know, you're the temple. So sometimes my sanctuary, it was like flea markets in there where Jesus comes in and turns the table on me. And I'll just be like, yo, yo, yo. All right, my bad. <laughs> but um, I, I think it's beautiful to be on this side. And it's not that I'm pregnant, y'all, because your girl is not pregnant. Uh, like I said, I'm on period week. Um, but I'm hopeful of the future. I took on a project that everyone said was ridiculous. No, actually, no one really said that was ridiculous. But I think the PCOS world would have said was ridiculous. I think they would have frowned upon it. I, uh, I've even had people offer to detox my body of the birth control. But, you know, people still get pregnant while they're on birth control. People still get pregnant um, when they didn't want to. Mary didn't even do the do before she was pregnant. Like, I'm just saying, like, what is for you is for you. But you have to put in your part. So, if weight loss is your thing, I'm not a coach. I already told y'all, go to your doctor and listen to your doctor. But if your doctor is telling you to lose weight, that losing weight is what's going to help your PCOS, then sis, lose the weight. You, the, the only thing you can do is allow yourself to try and try with a strong foot forward. If you guys know me personally, you know that I will be 100% willing to help you to do this. Because in reality, I, eating bad food is great. Who doesn't love it? But what feels even greater is going from a size 16, 15 pants to a size 10. What feels even greater is your skin clearing up. What feels even greater is that when you're cleaning your bathroom at home, you're not out of breath. Did, does that ever happen to y'all? Tell me why before I was like, dang, this bathroom must be big. Mind you, my bathroom is not big at all. I'm like, damn, this bathroom must be big because I'm out of breath. It's hot, whatever. And the problem is that your sis was carrying around too much weight than she should have. I don't feel like this is the end for me. I feel like it's just begun. But it's under a new light. We're under a new chapter. The page has turned. And even though in this season I did have surgery and the Lord came through, I did have my ups and downs. Flowing in this river of peace that I am in now, 
was all worth it. I didn't know this river piece was there. Um, I didn't think I would have any type of feeling after the appointment today. Actually, last night I was pretty nervous because, you know, the red dragon emoji, weird looking thing. That's what I was picturing in my head. But now that I'm here and I saw the Lord's protection through and through, even when I slipped up, even when I binge ate, when I ate emotionally, which I'm still working on. I'm still a really big emotional eater. Like, I just feel like when there's a lot happening, I kind of want to munch. I feel like when I'm working on something, I want to be chewing something. I've been chewing gum lately. That's what I've been doing. Sugar-free gum because um, no cavities. Hello. If you guys also know me, you know that I'm very big on my teeth. There's just some things that I don't accept, like cavities. But I just want to bring you a word of hope that you have the power and the authority in Jesus' name to change whatever circumstance you, you're in. It doesn't matter how long you have been there. You can decide, today I don't have to re accept anything that the Lord did not send. Lord, if you did not send this, I don't have to accept it. But guess what? If it stays, that means that the Lord sent it. That means you got to put it in work. That means that you're not going to sit on your behind anymore. That's not the word I wanted to use. But that doesn't mean that you're going to sit on your behind anymore and just wait for something to happen. It's just wait for a magic pill. It's just wait for a magic potion to make this stuff go away. That means you're going to put it in work. That means that even if you don't feel like it, you're going to exercise 15, 30 minutes. That means even if you don't feel like it, you're going to eat the broccoli. I hate broccoli. Why does broccoli make me fart? That makes no sense. I don't. How is that good for you? The way that broccoli comes out of my body, there's no way it could be good for my body. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. I think, I think setting a plan in place is overwhelming, and maybe that's where you need help. In. Okay, Steph, you're saying all of this. You're kind of yelling at me through the microphone. How do I even start? Just let me know. I can help you. I'm not a professional trainer. And to be honest, I can give you all the information, but nothing is going to happen until you don't decide in your mind to start. This sounds totally like episode two or three or whatever episode that was. But I realized that, bro, for real, sometimes we put so much limitations on ourselves. Like, my number one excuse was, I can't lose weight because PCOS won't let me. And I've already debunked that. It, it, I would say it was harder for me to lose weight, but nothing's impossible. Because the moment you start thinking that you have limits, then you start reserving yourself. Right? Then you're like, I'm working out, but I know I'm not going to see it. I, I know I'm not going to see any results. I'm working out, but I know I'm going to end up increasing on the scale. Bump that. Forget the scale. Right? We're throwing the scale away. You can get a start. Right? Weigh yourself, get a start weight. Throw the scale away. What I want you to do is watch what you're eating. Watch what you're eating. That's the hard part. Working out isn't the hard part. Working out is actually great. It's actually great for your mental health too. Eating what you put in your mouth three times a day. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What are you eating? And also, what are you feeding to your mind? Right? Because whatever, everything starts in life with a thought. And you have the right to choose the right thought or the wrong thought. I think we need to reconstruct our mind. We need to reconstruct our thoughts. And Paul talks about this a lot in the Bible, to renew our mind. So let's say you're not into this whole faith thing. You're just listening because I don't even know how you ended up here, but <laughs> you're just listening because of this, because of that. Start 
taking a mental inventory of what you are thinking about yourself, about your body. You only have one life, but you also only have one body to live your life. However old you are, mid-30s, late-30s, early-20s, late-20s like me. Yeah, I'm almost 30. That's crazy. Your, your body is your temple. You're living inside of your body. Are you satisfied with your home? And I'm not talking about your house because you may have a beautiful house with a pool and all this and all that. But I'm saying about where you inhabit every day. I'm saying where you take to the restaurant, to the date nights, to the school, to the church, to the job. Are you happy with, with what you're carrying around? Are you happy with what you're living? If your body represented you, is it an accurate representation of where you are in life? And then start thinking, do I have the power and authority to change that? Your body obeys the commands you give it. Is it that you just gave up, sis? Is it that you felt like there's no hope for you? Did the doctors make you feel like there was no hope for you? Did you have a doctor say something negative about you that just discouraged the heck out of you? I want to tell you that there is a Lord and Savior that will never give up on you. Like, I'm telling you guys, if you guys know anything about my testimony, I was the furthest thing from the Lord. And I met the Lord very early in my life. And I was the furthest thing from the Lord. Where I've said multiple times, I will never go back to church. But when the Lord calls you, he calls you. And he pulls you. And it's not that he pulls you to, you know, reprimand you and say, hey, you behave bad. So now, you know, curse you. The Lord will embrace you, will embrace every single part of you that hurts. Not even talking about the physical or the desire to be a mom or to be a wife or, you know, anything like that. But the Lord will embrace the parts of you that you don't share with anybody, the parts of you that you hide, the parts of you that you sweep under the rug. I think if we would take in our temple a mental inventory of what our room looks like. I think if you open the closet, there'll be some skeletons in the closet. I think if you lift up the rug, there'll be some things that we just pushed under the rug. And that's one of the most important things that I think I took out of this process was throughout this process, it took out some nasty parts of me. It took out some doubts that I really had of the Lord. And the moments where I thought the Lord will look down on me and say, hey, Steph, Look what I found. You've been following me for, what, almost six years now? And I found all these things. But in reality, the Lord was like, I see all these things in you, and you don't need to carry that anymore. Because although you're imperfect, you're perfectly where I want you to be. And that's my word of encouragement, is be at peace with yourself, but also be real with yourself. We're no longer in the season to be lying to one another. To be lying to ourselves. I am in a place in my life where I am comfortable with being brutally honest. And that's just where I'm at. And if you don't like honesty, don't come to me. <laughs> Al que no le guste pa fuera. No, I'm joking. I'm at a place where I want honest friendships. I want transparency. I want to know what, what is it that we're really doing here. Right? I don't want I don't want just superficial friendships. Like I, I need something that's completely transparent, that's completely wholesome. 
and that it may be interchangeable, right? So I'm not nitpicky where I'm just kind of like giving it to you straight, giving it to you straight, and giving it to you straight, and I can't take the heat back. Tell me too. Say, Steph, you're walling right now. Say, Steph, you need to go in your closet and pray. <laughs> My closet is a mess. I really can't go inside the closet, for real. My room, y'all know I have a beauty room. My beauty room is um, my prayer closet also. But evaluate yourself. Get yourself an accountability partner. I want to thank my best friends for sticking through it with me. Even today, uh, as I was leaving my appointment, I sat in the car near the parking spot where I was when I originally had my appointment in January um, after I had the three-month period. And I remember coming out of my appointment that January and sobbing in the car, feeling so lost, so abandoned by God, so abandoned by myself. Like, how did I even get here? You know, how did I do this to myself? And I reflected on today that I left out of the doctor's office full of hope. The doctor hugged me, y'all, in the middle of a pandemic. Um, she was so proud of me. And I was proud of me. I didn't, to be honest, when I started, I didn't really think I can do it, but I wasn't going to let that thought stop me. I was going to roll with it. I took my own meals to gatherings or I would eat before I would go. Everybody would be having soda and I'm having sparkling ice. That sparkling ice be busting though. But I think um, it was a beautiful process. It feels like the nightmare is over and it's not that it was a nightmare because it wasn't all horrible but it was something that was persistent right like it's something that i knew had an end date and knew it, it was something where i knew i knew that i had to endure the process to see what's next and and finally being here although i still have nowhere to live so shout out to your girl the market is crazy anyway um even even though I went through all of that, I, I have peace that flows like a river. And I'm going to ride this peace wave until the very end. And if you guys want anything, need help, I'm here for you. I feel like what the Lord will do is something that everyone should know can, uh, is possible because it's not something that's going to happen by my own strength, but he who walks with me, he who goes before me, he who surrounds me, he who protects me. And the Lord is a beautiful thing. So I'm going to keep. I am going to keep podcasting. I want to keep talking to you guys. I want you guys to keep talking to me. Like I said, this is not the end, but this is just another page that has turned. So I'm super happy for myself. Round of applause to me. I didn't reach 165, but I reached the end of the process. I, I stuck with it. I stuck through it. And to be honest, I kind of enjoy lifting the weights. I really do. I am actually looking at a pack of birth control pills because they give it to you in a three-month supply now. I didn't even know all that. The last time they gave me a three-month supply, I was like, oh, no, Lord, is this a sign that I'm going to need another month? And I started, like, spiraling because you guys know that I go downhill real fast. I started spiraling, but as I look at this pack of birth control pills that I don't have to take anymore, I just feel like, man, the Lord is faithful and the Lord is good. So my challenge for you this week is to find areas in your life. Number one is, let me, let me make this a two-part thing. Number one is, 
if you've been listening to the podcast and possibly started whatever week's start was, and somehow you fell off, sis, start again. I'm talking to you who was real feeling real motivated, and now you feel like it's less. Now you feel a little less motivated. Remember that motivation is not about a feeling, right? Motivation is not about how we feel at the moment, but we're going into discipline. What is your discipline like? Are you just rolling around here frilly-nilly, doing whatever floats your boat? Or or do you have a strategic plan for how you're going to combat whatever it is that you're trying to combat, whether it's debt, whether it's weight loss, whether it's saving... I need you to come up with a strategic plan. So let's let's start back, right? Let's go back to, to the first step. But if you're not there, then I want us to take a mental inventory of the thoughts in our mind. Is Are our thoughts speaking life into us or are they causing doubt? You can do this. You know, I always believe you can do it. And more than anything, there's peace on the other side of everything that you're going through. So let me pray us out to end this podcast that uh, that I uh, I just did spontaneously because I was like, I have to let my friends know. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for remaining the same, Lord, even when we don't deserve it, God. That your love isn't conditional to us. You're not a God that only loves us when we pour out to you, but Lord, but you love us because you love us, because you created us, because you knew us before we were even on this earth, God. So I thank you for your faithfulness, Father, for always choosing us first, for for dying on a cross for us, Lord, for shedding your blood, for enduring the pains here on earth, Lord. I just thank you for for loving us, Lord, for a love that's unconditional. For a love that's never failing. For a love that is perfect in in all of its way, Lord. So whoever is on the other side of these headphones, Lord. That you just may walk with them in their life, Lord. That it is so hard to do this on our own, Lord. And sometimes we feel like we're constantly failing and failing and failing. And we don't even want to try anymore, Lord. Because failing sucks, Lord. But you always say that with you... There is a new way to do this, Lord, that you always have something on on your sleeve, that there's always something that you can do, Lord, to switch everything around, God, that you are not a God that is stagnant. You're not a God that leaves us in the desert, but you are a God that carries us through. You're the one that lights up our path, Father. You're the one that knows us more than we know ourselves, God, that even if we don't tell you the truth, but that you see right through us, God. So for every gray area in our body, in our temple, Lord, would you just expose that to us, Lord? And not in a way where it condemns us, Father, but in a way where we feel comfortable enough to surrender it to you, God. We surrender everything to you now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Whether it's that it's our first time recommunicating with you in a while, whether we rejected you in the past, And now we don't even know how to start, Lord, whether it's that you gave us a promise, whether it's of children or anything else. And we walked away from that promise because we felt like you were late, God. Would you just do that now for us in the name of Jesus, Lord? Would you just take away the weight, the burdens, Lord, in the name of Jesus? Would you just start over new? Give us a new blanket, Lord. Your word says that you make us white as snow, Lord. Would you just cleanse us one more time, Father? Would you just give us that warm hug that we need one more time, Father? That we just need a touch of the hem of your garment, Lord. 
that when you step into the room, everything changes, Lord. That when people have an encounter with you, they don't return the same way, Lord. And that's what we need, Father. We need an encounter from you. We need you to step in in everything, Lord. Whether it's we're at the grocery store, whether it's that we're in the kitchen, Lord. Even convict us when we're out eating, if we're overdoing it, God. For we want to walk on your path, Lord. We want to walk on the path that you set before us, Lord. Allow us to be gracious to one another because we never know what one another is going through, Lord. So whether it's our spouses, I ask that you give our spouse grace, Lord, to deal with us, Father. Because Lord knows you, Lord knows that you, uh, you gave my husband a lot of patience for me, Lord. But I just ask that we may walk in love, that we walk in dignity, Lord, and that we walk in your confidence, Lord, knowing that you will never abandon us, knowing that you will never leave us, Lord, that you're not a God that mocks us, you're not a God that embarrasses us, but that you're a God that walks with his children, Lord, for even the sparrows, Lord, for even the sparrows, Lord, they don't say... They don't harvest, but yet you still take care of them, Father. Are we not more important than they, says your word? Lord, we're believing that we are more important than the sparrows, Lord. And exactly as we see the birds in the sky, Lord, that we may know that those birds need to eat twice their weight every single day to survive. And you provide that for them, Lord. How much more won't you provide us, God? We're declaring peace, Lord, over each other. We're declaring peace over our lives, Lord. I say that at this moment that we may pl place our hands on our heart and say, the peace of the Lord it overwhelms me like a river. The peace of the Lord walks with me. I am overflowed with the Lord's peace. Peace for everyone, Lord. That we just need you, God. We need you to go back to the driver's seat, Lord. We need to place you in your proper place, God. We just need you, God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I love y'all, sis. I'm happy I can share this with you guys. And more importantly, I'm happy the God, that God chose me to do this. Although my story is not complete, I know that he will finish the good work that he started. Love y'all.